Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is your host, Ralph Burns, and this is episode 293. And I'm alongside my virtual co-host, Amanda Powell from Digital Marketer. How are you, Amanda? Trying to stay warm. We're getting like the after effects of the polar vortex in Austin. It's freezing. It is actually below freezing and it's supposed to be a high of 13 on Monday. Whoa. Yeah. That's cold it's, for Austin. Yeah. Where no one even knows how to function right now. <laughs> you guys are usually complaining when it's 52 degrees. I know. That's Fahrenheit. Now you know it's bad. <laughs> I know. It's horrible. That's actually colder than it is here. I'm in Boston for the next month. And yeah, it's only 27, which is oh, doable. Oh, that's, that's how you can tell our perspectives, Ralph. Only 27. <laughs> only 27. Yeah. It's a light windbreaker kind of day up here in Boston. Well, today we're talking about something that does it have to do with traffic? Does it have to do with conversion? Not really. Not as much, but without it, your traffic and your conversion and your content marketing and your Facebook ads and all the things that you use to help grow and scale your business don't really matter a whole lot. And so we figured we'd kind of go back to some of the things we've discussed in previous episodes. And we started talking pre-record here of what are the things that we're doing really right now, especially in Q1 of 2021, anticipating a kick-ass year this year, even though 2020 was horrible from a social and coronavirus standpoint. Believe it or not, for us, we actually had our best year. And I know you guys had a really good year too. And mm -hmm. I think I'm no financial business whiz by any stretch, but I'm pretty sure what we're going to be talking about here today played a really large role in that. And we're talking about the things that you guys do and what we do at Tier 11, what you do at Digital Marketer and what we do at Tier 11 are very similar, although you have a sort of a, a different take on it, is sort of the idea of big three planning and really looking at your business and how you manage things in 90-day increments and breaking that back down into monthly activities, weekly activities, and even day-to-day -day activities, which I know you guys use, and it's really helped propel your growth and get a lot of efficiency and a lot of scale from an organization who is always looking for new ways in which you can you know, optimize revenue. But the most important part of that is planning and looking at opportunities in sort of these 90-day increments. And I know you said this, and Ryan Dice, who's the founder and CEO of Digital Marketer, now scalable, like so he doesn't even plan anything out or really look at anything past a 90-day mm -hmm. point of view. It might have bigger goals. Some people call them like big, hairy, audacious goals, <laughs> BHAGs, like yes. 10 years out. But like a 90-day view of the world is how you guys view things, and it's really served you well. 
Yeah, it served us so well that we actually essentially built our elite program around it, which is Mm. why it's literally part of our elite program is literally called the 90 day growth accelerator. And it's 90 days for a reason, because we really focus quarter over quarter because going out past that, like you can really lose sight of what you're trying to focus on. And I think that's really where you think a little too big picture and then you lose the day-to-day and what you really should be focused on on a weekly basis, which is why why we do work in 90-day increments. And that's not to say that like our goals don't roll over quarter to quarter, but we like to work off what we call and something that Ryan has put together called the Big Three Planning Canvas. And we built this out specifically to focus our teams and ourselves in this 90-day period. And basically, what it walks through is three different projects, only three for the entire quarter that we need to focus on. And again, this isn't to say that we're not doing our daily jobs. Obviously, we still have our tasks that we have to do on a daily basis or on a weekly basis as individual contributors or as a content team or a product team or development team. But there's only three outside projects that we're allowed to focus on. And that's decided during our big three meeting or our leadership meeting that we have every 90 days to make sure we're prepared for the upcoming quarter. And I think you do the same. You plan similarly as well, right, Ralph? Yeah, we do. I mean, we use a system that is from a book. We'll leave it link in the show notes for you, which is by Gina Wickman, which is called Traction. And Traction, Mm -hmm. for us, we almost follow it just about to a T. Like we really don't have a whole lot of creativity (laughs) with it. Kind of like what you guys do. And I know Ryan's obviously a super creative guy and and Rich and your whole leadership team Mm -hmm. looking at things maybe in a more digital marketer view. We just basically took what traction taught us and we started doing this five, six years ago and have done it ever since. Mm -hmm. And we just copy it. We do it (laughs) the exact same way. And I think the point here is that if you're going to achieve any sort of level of business success and business growth, yeah, you got to have traffic, okay? You Mm got to have conversion. You got to have all the stuff that we're talking about here. But within the context of the bigger picture is this 90-day view of the world. And it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter how you do it, just as long as you do it. Yeah. And you guys do it slightly differently than we do. But the Mm -hmm. point is, is we wouldn't be able to be on the cusp of where we're at right now. I'm having had the greatest year we've ever had as a business because we were able to build out a really high quality team and get great results for our customers. And that was the whole goal. Mm -hmm. We always felt like the revenue will come, the financial metrics will come when we do that, when we deliver tremendous results for our customers. So that was sort of the core of the whole thing. And that comes back to vision and it comes back to all those sort of soft things that a lot of businesses don't really want to do. For us, it's been a lot of hiring like a Mm -hmm. tremendous amount of hiring. We were just talking right before we hit record, like how many people were actually hiring? Mm -hmm. And we continue to hire. And there's probably an ad on this podcast for us hiring. (laughs) The point is, is like it's a constant process. As long as we can continue to grow from a business perspective, hiring and attracting the right types of people to build the organization is actually part of this big plan. And we definitely do it through 90-day planning what those goals are, how many people we need to hire and what roles, how we need to restructure our departments if need be mm-hmm. to, in order to get us to where we ultimately want to be. The one thing that you touched on is like having a goal or a theme. And so many times I've seen businesses have a goal or theme for the year. But what we do is we pick a goal or theme specifically 
for every 90 days. And that really helps, at least it helps my team really focus in on what they should be focused on in their role, because then they know what their role needs to do in order to contribute to the big three projects, which is why it's called the big three planning canvas, because there's only three projects that they are allowed to focus on outside of their normal day-to-day tasks. And sometimes that is hiring. And that means that we have we have 90 days to go through and find someone for the right position for a role that might be open to hire on my team or might be open to hire on another team that we have to help with. But not only that, are we focusing on, for an example, we have a, a goal or a theme of the last two quarters. So again, we still can roll them over, but we do reset every 90 days to make sure that still should be our goal or theme. But our theme for the last quarter has been simplified to scale. Because I mean, even even that can speak to only focusing on 90 days and why Ryan wants to focus on these 90 day increments, because if we go too far out, we're going to make things too complicated. We're going to start thinking way too far down the line and the details are going to get too fuzzy. So also on this canvas, we have our metrics and milestones. So there's only four KPIs that are on our worksheet that we work off of because we're trying to focus everything in within a 90 day period. And hopefully within those four, the they're related or even three right now, I have three on my canvas that are specifically related to one metric related to the success of each of the three projects that we've decided on. And this has helped, I mean, tremendously. We've started using this over the past. We've always done some form of 90-day planning, but we've started using this kind of built-out worksheet that Ryan put together that I think is actually a form of the the process that you were talking about, Ralph. But being able to do this over the, Mm -hmm. the past two years, it's helped us tremendously because the team can see the vision for where the company is going and knows what the overall theme is and knows exactly what they should be focused on. And what's helpful is, is when they start to get side projects start to pop up, they know they have to ping me if they're allowed to work on it or not. So it really honestly helps with communication too. So give me an example on this. So it's a goal theme Mm -hmm. that you guys decide on before the quarter. And then there's no more than three big projects are these maybe just explain like how you come up with the goal and theme maybe even give an example for for this quarter because you guys are right in the middle of it mm-hmm. right now but then how do you decide a project and what are those big three so it doesn't distract you or it doesn't like it's not in alignment with the overall vision or the mission of the company Exactly. Yeah. So I think a really good example of this is right now we're focused on one of our projects is to monetize our content. We've been so focused on being able to build out the entire funnel of content that we haven't really got to put appropriate CTAs back into our blog or into any of our, any kind of premium content in Honestly, it's been a few years now just because we've been so focused on making sure that the content is valuable to our customers, that our call to actions on our content are incredibly old because they were manually built in to our content. But the whole reason that we were able to come to one of our projects being monetize content or monetize our product machine, essentially, which is the creation of new content that will actually bring in leads, essentially, is the breakdown of it. But 
the whole reason was that we have to look at where we think the biggest projects are at the overarching company. So something that Ryan really likes to do and that he does in a lot of our meetings is everyone gets a stack of post-it notes and everyone has to write what projects, one, that they think would be valuable, two, that they need to focus on in the next quarter, or three, that that they believe is going to move the needle for the company. And basically what we do is we all write 10, 15, 20 different projects, ideas, anything down on these post-it notes, and we'll stick them all to a whiteboard. And basically how we come up with our big three projects is wherever the most overlap. And it's a really helpful visual because what Ryan will do is he'll take everyone's sticky notes He'll put them up on the board and then you can start to see where we need to focus as a leadership team because inevitably, if you're even somewhat (laughs) of the same mindset with your leadership team, which I strongly believe you probably will be, you'll start to see where people's plans start to overlap and you can see where the focus should be. And that's generally how we end up with our big three projects. And for example, last quarter, one of our big three projects was Turn Traffic and Conversion Summit Virtual. So that was, I mean, not one of our day-to-day tasks of my team, but they had to focus on that as one of the big projects for the quarter because Traffic and Conversion Summit had to be reprogrammed, reformatted, all of that within 90 days. That's a big project, I would have to say. Yeah, (laughs) it was. So actually what we tend to do, we figure out the projects and then generally the projects will tell you what the theme is. So like I said, ours for the last two quarters have been simplified to scale. And I think TNC in general, TNC 360i was a great example of that because we had to scale that back. (laughs) I mean, generally we we were planning on, I'm going to get this number wrong. My programming manager is going to kill me, but I think we were planning on something like 10, 12 different stages. And we had to scale Mm -hmm. that back to three, three virtual stages. And so we realized that all of our big projects were really like, we have to simplify in order to move the company forward and scale. And that's kind of where the theme came from is realizing that we can't think in too complicated of terms in order to get where we need to go. And and I have for my team, simplify to scale and then scale to win. Um, like let's scale our processes and projects to the point where we can start to generate revenue, for example, from our content, which is why that's one of our projects for, for this quarter. Got it. So it seems like you put the projects together, put them all in sticky notes on a big whiteboard, mm-hmm. see what overlaps, pick out your projects, boil it down to three, mm-hmm. And then from those three projects, then you determine what the goal theme is, or there's sort of some guidance from the the leadership on goal and theme, or how does that kind of come together? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of, it's definitely a little bit of both. I mean, I think the projects will generally lend to a general theme or goal, but also I think based on working with our, I mean, I would call Rich and Ryan, like our visionaries for the company or like CEO and president or obviously the ones leading us. And I think they have a general idea of where they want the company to go. And hopefully they can generally pick out like the projects that they know will help move us there. So once they lead us in the right direction, based on what we think the projects will be, I think the goal or theme kind of presents itself. Got it. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Mm -hmm. The big thing is you guys do this, what, every 90 days? Mm -hmm. And it's a couple of day meeting or how does it sort of break down for y'all? Yeah. For us, we try to do it every 90 days. And if there's something big going on, obviously we have to push it. Like TNC was the end of December. So we had to do planning at the beginning of Mm -hmm. beginning slash mid January to make sure that we were on track for 
for Q1, but yeah, we try to do it every 90 days. And there's also something to be said is, okay, not everything is going to work. Not all three projects are going to bring in the revenue that we anticipated, or they're going to bring in way more revenue and one project worked great and one didn't work so great. So basically we regroup every 90 days and sometimes we might keep the same three projects or like I said, we might keep the same goal, but we definitely regroup every 90 days to say, okay, what's working? What's not? What do we need to change? Are we tracking the right metrics? If something didn't work and we didn't realize it, we were clearly not on track with the right KPIs. So let's change our KPIs and let's regroup and move forward based on the knowledge that we have from the previous quarter. What can we optimize? And now let's go forward with new projects or with a new goal or with the same goal. Got it. And when you say like in these meetings, these are this is the leadership team. So it's not everybody in the company getting together for a day or so. It's your management team and up. Is mm-hmm. that typically how it's worked? Yeah. Usually we do it with our, our director levels and up. So our GMs, or like head of uh, departments or, or our directors of departments and then our general managers and along with Rich and Ryan. Got it. Mm-hmm. Got it. And then each of these projects is departmentally based or is it, it, it probably is interdepartmental. So each project is going to involve lots of different Mm-hmm. parts of the company all working together. It's not sort of siloed in one department or another, or how does that kind of work? Yeah. So generally they're interdepartmental. Some might require only marketing and sales and some might require marketing and content, or one might require just content, but generally they have to incorporate communication through all of our departments in order to, in order to see success really. So what we do is we'll come up with these three main projects. And then what we do is essentially bring them back. All of the leadership team brings the big three planning canvas back to their team and they say, okay, what are the actual objectives that we need in order to reach this goal from our team? And basically then we regroup and come back and say, okay, for us to be able to monetize content, we need to do XYZ on the content team and on the product team. And then we bring that to marketing. Marketing says, okay, well, we need to build out the funnel in a specific way. So we have these specific tactics that we have to implement within the next 90 days in order to make that work for you. So it's not just the projects that we're looking at. We also take it back to the team and then go through what are the actual objectives that we need to create and build and start to implement on it in order to achieve those different projects to completion, essentially. So you've got sort of the big picture, Mm -hmm. the big three project, but then you have sort of separate individual tasks that need to be done by the departments themselves in order to achieve that project's goal or whatever it happens to be. It might be past 90 days. It might be within 90 days, it sounds, Mm -hmm. but there's everyone sort of getting involved in it with an involvement from a high strategic level all the way down to a tactical level. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that way we found too, is if we don't involve our teams, then they don't feel connected to the goal or theme. So yeah, we'll come up as a leadership team with a generalized version of what we need to focus on so that everyone at a department head level understands where we're heading as a company. But then we bring it back to our team and we sit down with our team and we essentially go through the same process. And we're like, okay, if this is our objective, what do you think is going to move the needle? What do you think we Mm -hmm. need to work on? What do we need to focus on in order to move us forward? And then it really helps us get some buy-in because they're involved and their voice is heard. And we're also working toward the same goal that was already decided on, but they're able to have some input. Yeah, absolutely. And feel a part of the process, which is really, really... 
Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wilders and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT important. Mm -hmm. So this is done every 90 days or so. And then some of these projects do bleed over from one quarter to the next or yeah. not quite as much typically. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think if something's successful, then we might move it over to the next quarter and figure mm -hmm. out how we can optimize it further or push it forward. I think that's something that we try to focus on. So it's not just, okay, that worked. Let's throw it away. <laughs> um, it's like right. that worked yeah. now. Like, let's not do that anymore because right. that made us a lot of money. <laughs> how do we scale right. it? Or the projects will change slightly. Of okay, our Q4 in 2020 was really putting in some processes for our product and content team, which is my team that we call the Prontent team. I affectionately call the Prontent team, but we were putting a lot of processes into place. And then this quarter, so that was really one of our projects, is to create some some different processes in order for content to be more related to product because they are in one department now. And then this quarter, we're looking at, okay, now how can we start to scale this? The process works. We know that it works. We tried it in Q4. Now what can we do in Q1 to start to scale this out and start to really see the inner workings of how we can monetize this process? And so that's what we're looking at. But it is essentially the same project. We're just starting to grow it. And I think when you see something that works, that's why you'd want to meet every 90 days to say, okay, this is working. What can we do? Or this isn't working. Let's nix it and call it a loss and move forward. Mm -hmm. Because I think you'll get a little bit of both every time you do this. So how do you keep track of this whole thing in 90 day increments from a monthly, weekly, daily basis? What kind of meetings do you all have? Like, mm -hmm. how do you... How do you keep things so that there nothing's being lost? Obviously, oh, I do these big ninety-day meetings, and we come out with all these great things, and then <laughs> we have done. our next time meetings, <laughs> and they realize nothing's actually gotten done. Yeah. So, how do you guys safeguard against that? Yeah, we'll have a leadership meeting every Monday morning to go over what we accomplished in the last week, what were our wins, and also what were the losses. Like, what are things we didn't accomplish? We need, still need to work on. 
and what we need to focus on for the next week. So we'll have a leadership meeting to go over one, to go over projects that we're focused on and then also what our metrics look like. So based on the metrics that we decided on, how are they affecting each other? Generally, we try to look at metrics in terms of a cascading waterfall in terms of if leads are down, then sales are probably down, then it's affecting everything else. So we try to make the metrics as clear as possible so that we can easily find the kink in the system if something isn't going well. So we'll go over metrics and then that will also help advise what we need to work on for the week if something's down or if something's up and we need to try to scale it. And then we'll have our team meeting every Monday. So after our leadership meeting, and we understand what we need to focus on, then we take that to the teams, let the teams talk through what they need to focus on. If there's something we need to pivot on based on, again, if something's working or if something's not, then we'll talk through that there. And then of course, from a department head level, we'll have our one-on-ones with our team members to make sure that they're still focused on the goal, how they're feeling, what they're working on, all of that. And then we do an all hands every week too. So not just with leadership, not just with our individual teams, but the whole company to make sure that like we can come together and everyone understands how everything's fitting together and like the bigger picture, which I think is really helpful. So we do that for us every Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. We do the same thing every Wednesday. It's... I sort of wonder at one point, we're going to be too large that we can't really do that. But so far, (laughs) we haven't maxed out Zoom as of yet. But yeah, I do think that that's that's an important part of it. It's like you you take these 90 days and then you break it Mm. back down into weekly tasks and then into individual like tactical tasks inside the team leads. Mm -hmm. And for us, like the the traction system is very, very similar to this in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways. We tend to go into a 90 day meeting with our leadership team, which is six people. And we'll decide, all right, well, where do we want to go this coming quarter? We, we set like one, three and 10 year goals. That's sort of the big thing. We used to do just one, three and five. We would do one, three, five, but we'd also do 10. And a lot of that is revenue yeah. uh, based goals. So there's sort of that big goal out there. Mm-hmm. And then we also look at and we do this every single quarter, all the financial metrics from the, those 90 days. Mm-hmm. And then we go into, because we're such a people-based business and is constantly hiring, we look at what we refer now to as our five circles, which we sort of stole from Patrick Lencioni's The Ideal <laughs> Team Player book, but we have the five circles instead of three circles. Mm-hmm. And we constantly are refining those five circles that used to be three circles. Now, then there was four. Now we just added a fifth. Because as we scale and as we grow, we know that we need different core characteristics or talents in which to hire on. And for us, so much of this has to do with, like, we're focused on pretty much one thing. It's one service offering. It's we're an agency. We get results for our customers through some kind of ad spend, whether that's Facebook and Instagram, whether that's all the other social channels, which we're now serving as well. So it's pretty clear cut, like what we need to do. And the four components of that are our operations side, which can be sort of paired a little bit with marketing. Then we have media buying, we have creative, and we have customer success. So the which is, five circles represent your company or represent your customer avatar? So the, the five circles for us represent the individual who we go recruit for. Oh, so, okay. And those constantly change. 
Yeah. So those are the five circles of who our sort of our core values are, like who we stand for. And then we also in that meeting, we make sure that we're on track with the type of customer who's the ideal fit for us. Mm -hmm. So which is in our case, we constantly sort of change it, you know, Mm -hmm. it might be from quarter to quarter, depending on, you know, how we're kind of moving. But the point is, is we make sure we're very clear on what our core values are, which is sort of our our ideal team player with that five circles. And then we also are very clear on our core focus. Like who are we focusing on? What Mm -hmm. types of businesses do we want to target through our marketing efforts? And everything sort of bleeds down from there. Once we have the financial goals, once we have the focus of who we want to target, who we want to go and serve, also, who are the types of people that we want to attract to the organization? Mm-hmm. It sets a really good foundation for all the other 90-day goals. Mm-hmm. And so that's all done in an overview on our 90-day. And then each individual department head comes away with individual rocks or goals mm-hmm. for their department mm-hmm. that then either is assigned to them or then they actually hand off to members of their team And that's where the tactical stuff is. So we go from big overview, our core values, who we are, our core focus, who we target, what our goals are every 90 days. We come away with these rocks, which each department sort of has. They're typically anywhere between three to seven. In some cases, our creative team seems to get like a dozen or so (laughs) these days. I don't really know why, because it's it's a big focus of where we're going as an agency Mm -hmm. is to focus a lot on creative. Mm -hmm. So poor Tom, our VP of creative, oftentimes walks away with handfuls of rocks. But anyway, that'll (laughs) change over time. But but then each one is then is monitored every single week through what we refer to as our level 11 meetings, mm. like where our leadership level team Level 11. That we, level okay, ours 11. are called level one, but now I get the <laughs> yeah. level 11. That's very clever. <laughs> yeah. Wickman and Traction calls it level 10 meetings. I'm like, why are we calling it level 10 meetings? We're like level 11. All right, much oh, yeah, better. Level Tier 10. 11. Yeah, that makes sense. Take- Did you know companies that blog consistently receive 67% more leads than those that don't? Now, that feels obvious, right? When you hear it, but it's still a really surprising statistic. Consistent blogging is so important to growing a business, but where's the time to research keywords, come up with topics, write content? It's a nightmare. BKA Content, a content writing agency with 10 years of experience, offers monthly SEO blog writing service where they'll do it all for you. All of your monthly blog posts delivered directly to your inbox, 100% ready to publish. Go to bkacontent.com forward slash perpetual. That's bkacontent.com forward slash perpetual. If you're not A-B testing on your site and doing optimization experiments, you're leaving serious money on the table. Not only can it keep your business from growing, it gives your competition an edge over you. Luckily, our friends at Conversion Fanatics have run thousands of conversion rate optimization experiments every year for clients like Clorox, Burt's Bees, Dr. Axe, Magnolia, ClickFunnels, and many more. They optimize your site for you so you can get more customers, scale your traffic faster, and see more profit to your bottom line. If you're interested in how you can optimize your website, you can get their number one Amazon bestseller for free by going to conversionfanatics.com forward slash free book. That's conversionfanatics.com forward slash F-R-E-E-B-O-O-K. Go download it today so you can learn how to double your customers, sales, and profits with A-B testing.
get one more step, a little, just a little bit more. I love it. So, so all those rocks and all those actions that are that come out of the ninety day are then through this weekly meeting cadence, and then we go through our issues. We review all our rocks. If rocks for some departments are really off track, or there's something that we don't agree on. We then throw that down to an issues part of the meeting, which we then would use the IDS system, which yep. is identify, discuss, solve. Mm-hmm. And we try and keep that 90 minutes. Sometimes it doesn't go <laughs> 90 minutes. Sometimes it goes a little bit longer, yep. believe it or not. There's a lot to discuss. And then some stuff we sort of go and, and dish off like to a Slack channel where we can discuss it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But then out of those meetings, we always come up with bigger issues. How do we compensate our people? How do we ascend people through the ranks? How do we measure and monitor productivity? Like those are things that aren't, can't really be discussed in a weekly meeting, but then they get put on sort of a short list for like the next leadership meeting, the next 90-day meeting, because those are big decisions that will obviously affect our one-year, three-year, five-year, and 10-year goals. So mm-hmm. the whole system is actually fairly simple. It's hard to implement it really efficiently and we're still trying to get better at it. But the point Mm -hmm. is, is like you have a 90 day system, we have a 90 day Mm -hmm. system. If you're a business, whether you're an agency that's listening to this show, whether you're a business that's trying to use traffic in some way to grow your business, whether you're a CMO trying to figure out what the hell do I do here? How do I learn how to do all this stuff? You still like the big part of this is that you're running a business. Mm -hmm. Traffic and conversion is just a part of that. That's the thing that sort of feeds the marketing engine, right? To Mm -hmm. generate leads and to grow and scale. But superimposed over all of that is this 90-day process. And if you can live in a 90-day world, I'm just a huge believer in it because it, it brings organization to what could be potentially chaos. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of issues every single week. There's a lot of big things you need to discuss. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for us, it's it's a little bit different than what you guys do, but we're also so focused on basically one product mm-hmm. and one service offering. You know, it doesn't matter how you do it. The point is, is you just should do it. And if you're not doing it right now, I would start like March is coming up. That's when you should have maybe your first 90 day meeting. And we do it by the content. Like December is usually when we do our mm-hmm. Q4, which we plan for Q1, March for Q2 and so forth. And now is an opportune time if you're listening to this show to think about how you can do the same thing for your business. Yeah. And I think it helps based off of what you were saying, Ralph. I think it does help. Not only does it help focus, but it also helps teams and companies in general just avoids shiny object syndrome which I think is so easy right now to fall into that trap of, oh, I should be implementing this new strategy. Let me try this new tool. Let me test out this new software. But when you have very specific projects and goals that you need to meet, you don't have time to focus on something that's shiny and new. And maybe when you meet in March or you meet in December, you meet every 90 days, you can then talk about if that strategy makes sense moving forward. You can talk about new new objectives but it keeps you it keeps you focused over the course of an entire quarter so that you don't get off track because it's so easy especially totally. in our space to see something that's new especially with all these new platforms that are popping up lately now it's not even just strategies it's entire platforms like clubhouse and tiktok that are popping up that you're like okay well shoot, do we need a clubhouse strategy? Do we need a TikTok strategy? Is that something we should be focused on? But if you have those 
objectives and goals and themes in place, you can't focus on that until the next quarter because you have goals that you need to reach before you can start thinking about that. And I think it really does help keep you on track and avoid that going off the rails so easily. I couldn't agree more. I mean, that is so important. That's why I sort of talked about, I I probably tend to talk about core values, like the types of people that we want to work at tier 11 Mm -hmm. more so than core focus, because I think we've really done a good job over the course of the last six or seven years of maintaining a core focus, Mm -hmm. which is for us, it was always, we scale and grow businesses faster than they could on their own using Facebook and Instagram ads. Mm -hmm. Well, that core focus has changed and it happened two 90 day meetings ago Mm -hmm. where we said, we help grow and scale businesses through paid social. And that's when we decided, all right, we're going to diversify from just Facebook and Instagram. We have a lot of talent on the team going back to core values, Mm -hmm. people who want to get really good as subject matter experts for, and now we've got an awesome team for all these channels, TikTok, Mm -hmm. Snapchat, YouTube, LinkedIn, Google. And we built that out based upon a 90-day meeting because we changed what the focus was for the company. So we added channels because we realized that we had to change and grow. And I felt as the CEO, having done this for 10 plus years now, like now was the time. Like we have our systems for Facebook and Instagram dialed in. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, we've had a tremendous focus on how can we be better from a creative standpoint? How can we be better? How can we build that team out? And we've done a really good job there. Thanks to our team members and our directors and people that are in place but also what else do we do that can enhance that goal? Build and grow, not build, but grow businesses faster than they could on their own using paid social. What can we do in addition to that? We said, well, we should be doing more after the click because Mm -hmm. the core focus of the company is to scale and grow businesses faster than they could on their own. So that was another outgrowth of another 90-day meeting, but it's all, all the things that we decide in your case, like the big projects, like Mm -hmm. the big three are in sync with the bigger focus of the company, which is for us is a revenue goal, Mm -hmm. which is motivating for a lot of people. But really it's, we want to make sure that we're not getting caught up in that shiny object syndrome. And you you hit the nail on the head when you said that, because I think that is the death knell of a lot of businesses. Mm -hmm. Well, it's scary. It's like totally understandable, right? Why you would do that because- all of these things are like our industry is so crazy in terms of something is new every week. Something is changing on these platforms every week. And it's scary when you own a small business and as an entrepreneur where you're like, Oh my God, if I don't focus on this, am I doomed? Do I, is I need, I should try this right now and understand this right now. And I think it's important to continue learning like that. Those are objectives that we have for our team is like to make sure you spend a few hours a week, making sure that you learn something new, but like if something new becomes a focus every week, then you totally, you lose your way, which is why. You lose your track. Yeah. 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 And I think it was David Packard or the Hewlett guy, I forget his first name, who said it. And Ryan says this all the time too. It's like most businesses die of indigestion mm-hmm. instead of starvation. Yes. And it's so true. And especially in our industry, if you don't focus on the stuff that is within, for us, we, the, the thing that sort of predates core focus for us is 
the book by Jim Collins, which is called Good to Great, which mm. I've read that, I think, a hundred times. Mm -hmm. And he talks about the hedgehog concept. It's mm -hmm. one of the chapters inside the book. Definitely another one to read, Traction and Good to Great together. You'll get sort of the whole concept here. Mm -hmm. It's first off, what can you be the best in the world at? Number two, what, can, what are you deeply passionate mm. about? And number three, what drives your economic engine? Mm -hmm. And the example that was used throughout the book is like these nine or 10 different companies and why they went from merely good to great. And what were the commonalities? And one of the things was, is that they had a hedgehog concept. They had a core focus mm -hmm. where they did not go outside of those sort of three things and they focused and it took them to greatness. And there's some great examples in there. By comparison, the comparison companies seem to be scattered all around like the fox, like the fox and the hedgehog. It's an old parable. But anyway, <laughs> the fox is shiny object syndrome. Oh, let me grab this. Oh, I think we'll start doing TikTok. Oh, mm -hmm. I think we'll start doing parlor advertising yes. if there is such a thing. <laughs> God, I hope not. The point is, is if you don't stay within your core focus, your hedgehog concept, you're going to die of indigestion. Mm -hmm. So the 90-day meetings for us always focus us back. And it's usually within the first day when we really nail this down. And then we go through our who is the ideal person who's going to work for Tier 11? How do we hire? How do we recruit? Mm -hmm. How is that a part of our overall strategy? And it all comes back to having the discipline to do this in a 90-day uh, increment and then following up every single week mm -hmm. And making sure that you're staying on track and keeping everybody accountable mm -hmm. with rocks and with sort of daily sort of weekly tactics in order to get you there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that based on what you're saying, how you're focused on the kind of people you want to hire, I think it contributes, this focus also contributes greatly to company culture. If someone comes in and everyone's working on 12 different things because they believe that's the most important thing that they should be focused on and no one's focused on one core objective or one core theme, then the culture is going to suffer. Yeah. But if everyone is aligned and driving toward the same goal, when you win, it feels good because it feels like everyone contributed because everyone did contribute. But if you're all focused on 12 different things and one thing does great, no one actually feels that success because it was only one person, one department that actually drove to that success. So I think these 90-day planning are also just helping build a culture of you know, community and a culture of let's win together, like togetherness, yeah. I'd say. Absolutely. And they like the job of the CEO or, or whoever it is who's, to, who's running those weekly sort of team meetings, like the entire company, mm -hmm. their job is to always bring it back to what the focus is, the vision. Mm -hmm. A vision is a whole other thing, which we won't even get into here. But I mean, which is usually what mature, more mature companies really sort of eventually figure out. You don't necessarily have to have it when you're an entrepreneurial company, mm -hmm. but what you do have to have is a core focus mm -hmm. for sure. And it's up to the CEO and the leadership team to re, you know to reiterate that and make sure everybody's on board because what you're really trying to do at the end of the day is build a great company with a bunch of great people mm -hmm. and make them feel a part of building something great and I think that's when you build great organizations and I know DM is is one of those and we'd like to think that we're on the same path the point is is if you don't if you don't have the 90 day nobody really knows where you're going yes exactly <laughs> yes <laughs> It's so. a roadmap for not only leadership, but for the entire company of this is where we're heading and a level of transparency.
Yeah, absolutely. And I I think transparency is is huge with team sizes that we're at 50 so some odd people. Mm-hmm. You can be transparent mm-hmm. and how much transparency you actually give that that's subject to interpretation, yeah. but I do think it's better to be more transparent than less transparent, especially when you're trying to get everybody to to move in the same direction and it's a whole lot more fun that way when you're actually doing it with a bunch of really smart people. So exactly. um, yeah, I, I love this system and mm-hmm. point is is like whether you adopt, you know, the system that, that Amanda is talking about here with mm-hmm. sort of the big three, or you just go and buy traction and just implement it or the mm-hmm. Rockefeller habits. A scaling up is another great book. I know Ryan and Rich have both read, which mm-hmm. is Vern Harnish, huge fan of his as well. It's all about one of the big core concepts they come back to is just this kind of planning. So the time is now. Definitely plan your quarterly meeting for the month of March and set yourself on in the right direction for the rest of the year. It's really going to help you. And keep listening to Perpetual Traffic here so we can give you the marketing and the, the traffic and conversion tools to help get you there. Amanda Powell, this has been fun. Yeah. And for all the the resources and stuff, we'll put your Amazon affiliate links for all those books in there for you, Amanda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Let's do it. <laughs> well, we'll find Ryan's affiliate link. No, seriously. Just go out and buy all those books and start reading them anyway. But for all the resources we mentioned on this week's show, head on over to digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. This has been episode 293. Until next week. See ya. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you.